This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, this is Hey Dude Shoes. This is an ad. But not for your ears, for your feet. Are they listening? Good. Hey Dude Shoes are the squishiest, airiest, lightest go-to shoes you'll ever have the pleasure of introducing your toes to. So light, a butterfly could steal them. So soft, kittens seethe with jealousy. So cushy, your hands will curse your feet for all the love and attention. Toes, you've hit the jackpot of comfy. Hey Dude, good to go to. Your next success begins with University of Maryland Global Campus. For more than 75 years, UMGC has been giving working adults like you the affordable, accredited online education you need to reach the future you want. Because the path to success is different for everyone, we offer more than 125 undergraduate and graduate degrees and certificates, along with personalized support and lifetime career services. Plus, our 100% online and hybrid courses let you learn in the way that fits your schedule best, while affordable tuition and financial resources make UMGC accessible. And with no application fee through August 31st, there's no better time to get started. Find the education you need to create the future you want. Choose from fields like business, healthcare, data analytics, cybersecurity, and more, and take the next step in your career. Apply by August 31st, and we'll waive your application fee. Learn more at umgc.edu. Certified to operate by Chev. Welcome to the Cottage Talk post-match show. I'm Russ Goldman. Joining me, as always, well, as always as he can, <laughs> Mr. Yannis Janais, who, again, in Canada, I am in America, and we are going to be talking about the match from last night, Giannis, Fulham beat Nottingham Forest 1-0, and regardless of the results around Fulham, and, we, you know, again, I can understand why fans might be disappointed by what happened with West Brom today, Fulham can only control their own destiny and do what they can do. Well, Fulham, they got a 1-0 victory. And I just want to mention, people are going to be watching us live. You can watch us live on the Cottage Talk Facebook page, but you can now also watch us live on my Twitter account. Yes, on my Twitter account, Russ underscore Goldman. So feel free to join us. And also, 
in the comments section, feel free to ask us a question who your man of the match was. Feel free to share it, and we might get to it during the show. Okay, Mr. Janaeus, I'm going to go right to you. Give me your opening thoughts on Fulham's victory against Not Enforced. If we go back to that game at the Cottage earlier this year when uh, they started time-wasting in the third minute, lest we forget, um, it was nice to get one over them. And, and uh, Forrest, uh, Forrest didn't play very well last night. No. Um, they really didn't. And whereas I thought we did play very well, I thought we caught a little bit of a break um, because um, Lolly got injured in the first half and he's, he's a super little player. And really what happened is that Graben was starved of any sort of service. Amiobi looked off colour. Yeah. Uh, they didn't really produce a lot. Um, our lineup looked... You know, there was some trepidation before the game, Russ. I'm sure all of us, you know, yep. why is Christy not there? We found out Kenny was injured. Yeah. But overall, there was a workmanlike performance. I thought that um, uh, Scott just about got the, the, the lineup right. He certainly got the subs right. They put in a really, really good shift. I thought it was a pretty entertaining game. Uh, if we play Forest in the playoffs, uh, fans can't go on the basis of what happened yesterday because Forest are a good side. They're, they're, I'm not going to underplay them and say, yeah, we should be able to... No, 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 no. They were off colour yesterday. I'll be the first to admit that. But it is a good win, and it gives us some momentum. And as you said earlier, you know, just uh, congratulations to West Brom on winning today. Leeds have Stoke tomorrow night. Uh, All we can do is keep winning, um, but at least we're rounding it into some sort of form, uh, getting ready for the playoffs, which is only four games away. Okay. Giannis, let me ask you this. Again, we're going to focus on this match. So let's go back to this topic. You ready? Here it comes. Mm-hmm. Let's start right here. Okay. Fulham have now won three matches without Mitro. This is an interesting topic for us to talk about. And then after we talk about that, I'm going to ask you how much Fulham missed Tom Kearney. But let's start with Mitro. Three matches. The ban is now over. Fulham have won all three matches. What does this tell you about Fulham? Same thing happened when he was suspended uh, earlier in the season. Um, I was thinking about this last night. What is Scotty going to do when he comes in the lineup? Now, conventional wisdom dictates he's back in the lineup because he's our best striker. He scored the most goals. He's going to be hungry as hell. He'd probably be as angry as hell. Right. He scores goals. But the flip side is this. He let the team down. The challenge off the ball was egregious. He deserved the three-game suspension. Absolutely. Um, fans were upset about it. As much as we love him, we were upset about that. And also there's the notion that Deco Dover reed has been playing up front. I don't think he's done anything wrong. So then you've got to make the decision. Um, do you bring Mitra back in? Now, I'm convinced Mitra will play Friday against Cardiff. Okay. But I wouldn't pick him. I'd, I'd sit him on the Really? Page. Yes, because I think you still need to set the example that it isn't just the suspension and the fine that goes with it. There's still a responsibility being a senior player. So I would just for Scotty to stamp his authority, say, no, 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 you know what? It's not over yet. You sit on the bench because these boys came in and did a job while you were off because you did something stupid. So you can sit on the bench and when I'm ready to bring you on so that he can sit. It's one thing to be suspended and away from the stadium and what have you. Right. It's not as hard hitting as if you're in the stadium on the bench having to watch your teammates play. Ask any substitute, especially ones that don't get brought on. Um, Did we miss him? At times we did. There was a couple of chances where he that he would have put away, but the boys stepped up. 
and they they got three wins on the spin. Right. So um, for those um, for those fans that said that Scotty doesn't have a plan B, Miley clearly does. So um, this is going to be a tough one. But I, I, again, I don't I don't I wouldn't pick him Friday. Um, I think there's elements that we've missed, but we have managed to, to we've managed without him. And bar from that um, early goal against the Ha-Has, we've yep. not conceded a goal either. Okay. It's very interesting to talk about this because I wanted to see how Fulham would react without him. Well, obviously they've reacted well, and I've been critical of Parker. I think it's in the past. Again, he was not my pick, but you know, want to know something? i got to give him credit because when you get nine points out of nine points, Giannis, with your best player not available, he has to be doing something right. But I also have to give, obviously, massive credit to the players for stepping up because that's what I asked. I We needed them to step up while Mitro was not available, and they have done that. So they actually have led to building something as a team. Now, I think Mitro c- comes back. I understand what you're saying, but I think they also showed something to themselves. Giannis, that they can win without him. But I'm, but let's uh, move on, and because we, we'll talk about the starting eleven in a, just a little bit. But and this will probably lead us there. So we talked about how much did Fulham miss Metro? Well, they got the victory. Here's another big one, because we'll, we will talk about the lineup. We find out that uh, Tom Kearney is reportedly well, probably injured, right? So. How much did they miss Tom Kearney in this match, Giannis? Not at all. Um, because you brought Art in the lineup and Onoma was now in there, you had a threesome that, to me, looked a lot quicker. Um, we moved the ball better. Um, we opened up for the ball a lot quicker. Um, I thought we were more fluid. And I don't know how you put Kearney back in that lineup. Arter yesterday... Um, had a blinder. The only reason he went off was because of that knock. Right. Harris, Mitro is not our best player anymore. It's, it's, it's Harrison Reed. Harrison Reed is our best player right now. He's, he is just controlling the park with ease. Onoma, I was pretty tough on early in the season. Right. Um, but he's obviously, he, he was beginning to run into form just before the break, and he's obviously taken, he's taken up where we left off. And I thought, that's where we killed him yesterday. I thought the centre midfield dictated the whole game. They couldn't get anything going. Um, and, and Kenny, for me, I've been going on about it. Uh, too slow, too often receiving the ball, um, you know, facing his defending goal, um, not as fluid in passing, very poor in tracking back. Um, and I've said it for a while, he shouldn't be in that 11. And, and Scott, Scotty now has to look at this and... To me, in your strongest 11, Kenny is not there. Kenny is not in that 11. Wow. No. It's very interesting. I'm going to share this comment with with you. This is from David Perry. Let's just see if we can get this all in. This actually goes over us a little bit. There you, yeah. I'm going to move this up. Actually, actually, I'm going to review, remove it because it's, it's so large. I'm just going to read it. So this actually is from David Perry. I feel like the attack in the center of the pitch was more present with Kearney out. That may be because the crosses – haven't worked with Mitro out. Personally, I would leave Kearney out. I think Arda Onoma and Reed seem to be managing the middle of the field better. And that kind of goes with yep. your comments. Yeah, absolutely. David, David nailed it. 
David absolutely nailed it. There was a lot more fluidity. Um, we looked quicker on the ball. We looked quicker off the ball. I thought Arta did um, a really good job tracking back yesterday. Uh, Onoma was full of energy um, at the end of the game. So was Reed. Um, it just we just looked more fluid, and there was still a couple of hiccups at the back. Um, but having said that, I just thought our midfield looked really rock solid. It was, it was a lot of synergy there okay. and um, communication. I was I I know a lot of people are going to go on me about the candy thing. I just I think Kenny is gravy. We you've been calling for this by the way for a long time. Yeah, to me he's yeah he's gravy. We can't afford. I mean, with um, Odoma, you've got a combination of meat potatoes. And See, Larkin, I asked you if he was that type of player. I think he's proven to be that type of player. Yep, uh, Harrison and Reed, obviously you know, and with Arta, uh, well, he scored another world yesterday. Absolutely. The biggest thing about that was he was down on the ground recovered that's right and just whacked it and um um no i mean if uh, i'm not scotty but if i'm scott i don't kenny doesn't get back kenny kenny i think would be very good off the bench like Noki was when he came on for the last yep. minute an impact sub but starting the game nah i not okay. not because who do you take out yep. you can't take reed out art has art had a blinder yesterday so you know and on on has done a great job so how I don't know. Who do you take out? Okay. They've all worked hard to, to, they have. to retain spots, yeah. And that's what's difficult about this. That's why I wanted to start by talking about Mitro and then, of course, Tom Kearney, because these two players, you expect to be integrated back. But who do you drop? And we, and we could talk about that at the end when we talk about the upcoming match against Cardiff City. But I'm going to continue to share some comments. This is from our co-host, Steve Lillian. This is about Bobby Deckard over Reed. And I think... Steve nailed it because this is the issue with him. I think he's a good player. I expected him to score more goals. And Steve's comment, Reed can't score is the only issue. I think he can score. I just think that right now it's a confidence situation with him, Giannis, because for whatever reason, he's just a little off when it comes to scoring. And I said if he can score two or three at a clip, I think that all goes away. But I think that is his weakness right now. I think maybe he's pressing too hard. What What are your thoughts about Bobby Decadover Reed? Yeah, Steve's made a good point there. But but now now mulling it, we don't even necessarily have to drop him. We could take Cavaliero out of there because I've got no idea what's going on with him. Put him out on the left because at least he's going to go. At least he's a bit unpredictable. Reed will go out players with pace. If you're going to bring Mitro back in, Cavaliero right now, Cavaliero right now is occupying a spot. To me. I don't know. I, he was one of the few, the few players yesterday that I thought, you know, you take a really good look at him. What does he really have? What? Nah, because we were all, you know, jumping up and down when, when we picked yep. him up from Wolves. We go, what are they doing there? And now we know why. Now we know why. It's not like, I think Caviar would struggle to make their second team. So um, Bob, uh, Bobby De Cadova reed could conceivably play on Friday night on the left, and I wouldn't, well, you know, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't have a problem with that at all. Uh, I, I think Cavier is not producing. Um, I think Noki wasn't producing, and he's benched him, and uh, Noki's got pissed off. He's now got a new de- deal. He's going to join us. And he, yeah. I thought Noki showed a, a different kind of work rate. That block off Graben in the last minute. That excellent. Could have gone, yeah, excellent. I mean, that could have gone top right and corner. Rodak wouldn't have any, had any chance, and that's the sort of thing you've got to do. And I don't see enough of that from Cavier. 
I don't see enough fight, um, vim or vigor from him. Um, it was disappointing yesterday. So I hope Reed isn't dropped. If you're going to bring Mitro back in, put Reed in there as well. I think I don't think he's done anything to, to lose his spot. Okay. Actually, you mentioned something I wanted to talk about, and you brought up Anthony Narcart. So mm. let's talk about this. Today they made it official, Giannis. Thoughts on the permanent deal for Anthony Narcart? And I'm glad that you mentioned what happened during the match because I've seen this from Anthony Narcart. He does show an incredible amount of effort at times. He does seem to track back. The issue I have with him is he seems to be selfish when he gets the ball at his feet and, t- and does a lot of one-on-one action. Absolutely. So looking at it now, now it's official. Thoughts on the permanent deal for Anthony Narcart? I'll take it if we can re-sign Harrison Reed. We've got to get, we, we cannot, we cannot, um, I, I know um, with Matt Target, uh, Belend Hughes was. Oh, the one that got away. The one that got away. Um, but but if Tony Khan has a chance to listen to the show, I think you've got to sign him, you've got to sign him now, because really you've had the four loners. And Harrison Reed has turned out to be the best of the four. Um, and uh, I would feel more comfortable he does that. Mind you, um, I wouldn't take Knockhart or a lolly. I'd take lolly. I'd get him any day of the week. I think he's a super player. Oh, he is. And I that, totally agree with he that. He really is. And I, I, I think he'd be, if we'd do magical things in this team. Because yep. he's a, a guy that get his first touch is very very good. He has a vicious, vicious left foot and um, very very good set piece t- taker, and he's good to track back too. So um, we'll take as it is. Ten million sounds like a lot, is it? Yeah. Uh, personally, would I do it? Well, if he was to replicate the performances he made yesterday in that last twenty minutes, for sure. But one swallow doesn't make a summer. Summer. It's all about consistency. That is why Harrison Reed, I think, is our best player right now. Harrison yeah. Reed and I have, has played consistently five, consistently for five games by the 10 minutes against the fodder. And what happened when he went off versus the fodder? So right. I think, uh, I think you, um, if, if, you, if you can, if, let's re-sign Harrison Reed and, and we'll take Noki for what he's going to be. And um, If he becomes a bench player next year, whatever division, I think we're in good shape. Okay. If he's a starter, mm, You've got to see a lot more consistency from me. Okay. I'm going to share a couple more comments. We've got a good amount of people watching us live. This is actually on Periscope on my Twitter account. This is GoldieGo55. Reed is all about confidence. Also, not playing to his strengths. Your thoughts, Giannis? Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I've got a lot of time for Deckard over Reed. He works his socks off. And uh, I like players that do that. Okay. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not a um, – I don't um, – it's funny. I'm gonna. <laughs> I share this with you. I was watching highlights last night of the Wickham Wanderers um, Fleetwood <laughs> League One yeah. second leg, and I was watching our friend Akin Fowler up front. I don't know how much he weighs. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't think he knows. I don't think the scales know. He. Um, I mean, he. I'm going to say he's at least two fifty. Wow. Two seventy. I don't know if you've seen him. He's the no, biggest centre. Russ. He's the biggest centre forward I have ever seen. <laughs> No, but I'm serious. And he's all and he's all upper body. He is yeah. enormous. He's a, a beast. He's a, he's a freak of humanity. But this guy um, is not a starter for Wickham at the moment. But, but even when he comes off the bench, he works hard. He comes back and track back. And trust me, if you see him, your your head will pop off and go. To, sure. It'll go down the highway to Boston. He's the, <laughs> he is truly a man monster. Okay. But my point is that. Um, Regardless of who you are in the team, you've got to work 
hard. Yep. And uh, if someone, and he's not a young striker, he's in his 30s, if somebody can work as hard as he does with the weight he carries, that's a lot of will. Uh, you know, and he's he's been a fan favorite at Wickham for years and years. I absolutely love him. And a lot of neutrals do too. Sure. And players like Cavallero could learn from that because it's not just about what you do on the ball, it's what you do off. Knockout right. last night and that, that grab and block was yep. worth two goals for me. Okay. Because Excellent. the timing was all about, it was all about the timing. But I agree about Reed. He is, is all about confidence. He get, he get the feeling he's going to score one only or score a few. See, I think he will, and I think the floodgates will open, but I think he just needs to score. But I think it needs to be a few goals, and I think that, then it would take off from there. Here's another comment, and I want to thank everyone watching us live. This is also on my Twitter account, Denim FFC. What's up, guys? Fulham fan from West London. I just want to thank everyone who's watching us live t- tonight on Twitter and also on Facebook, guys. Thank you so much. Billy Cassidy, as always, is watching us all the way from Scotland. And uh, it's just wonderful that we get all these people watching us live. I just want to mention to everyone, uh, feel free to share who was your full man of the match, your prediction for the upcoming match against Cardiff City, put in the comments section, and uh, I might share it for Giannis and I to discuss. All right, my friend, let's get further into talking about this match. We've already been leading up talking about what I'm about to talk about because, again, uh, we've already talked about Tom Kearney. So, but let's talk about thoughts on the starting eleven. Okay, first thing I noticed, Cyrus Christie wasn't didn't start. So I don't. We've not heard anything. I'm wondering if um, he did. He ha, did have a knock, a slight knock, and was on the. Okay. Uh, you know, Parker, Belichick. We're going to keep secrets, but I just, I just feel <laughs> that he played so well that it didn't make sense for him not to start. I, I, I suspect there might have been a knock there. Okay. Kearney, Kearney out. I went eh, whatever. Mitro is obviously out. Cabana in the lineup. I was like, yeah. no Stansfield in the 80s. No, we still don't know what's going on with him. Yeah, not really sure. But apart from that, Joe Bryan's come back in, and um, which was good. Adoy, Ad- oh, I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again. Adoy, uh, listen, he plays at left back. He plays at right back. He can build mountains. He could have won World War II solo-handed. <laughs> I mean, is there anything that this man does not do? And again, last night, I thought he did. Adoy did a very good, very good yeah. and quiet job, and he does it every single game. He's, you know, he has the odd gaff. I get it. Yeah, I mean, he has just, his detractors, let's yeah, be honest, because he does make the mistake. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, he got a lot of heat for, you know, the fodder goal. Yeah. But, I mean, oh, come on, he's, 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 he's consistent as a fullback. He does the job. Um, I was okay with the lineup, just the Christie thing, the Kearney thing. I just went, eh, all right, whatever, because it was you when he was on the yeah. own read and on our time. I thought, okay, they're fine. There's mobility there. There's a bit of um, Arta has a bit of the psychotic about him, just a um, little bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, and, he does. You ask Bournemouth, you ask Bournemouth fans about how Arta, they won't they won't say a bad word about him. This this guy contributed. Big time, he scores the odd world we know. But you feel that that moment of madness is coming every time you watch him. So you're on the edge of your seat watching Archer. Like you said, he has the moments of magic. Every goal he scored, in the, and I want to give the full in this show some credit because they talked about this on their show. I was listening to their show this morning. They were talking about every goal he scores is a worldie. And honestly, they happen to be right for this season. They're all mm-hmm. fantastic goals, but... When I watch him, I'm nervous every every time he's on the pitch. Giannis, it, it's this catch twenty two with me and uh, Harry Arter. 
He reminds me. He reminds me of a Southampton. I was funny. A legend, South Coast and Bournemouth, Southampton fullback Francis Benali. Uh, when he used to play as a fullback, he was just, he was he was nutter, nutter. And he was. I'd, I'd like to see how many yellow cards he got for Southampton. I think he broke records for it. But you knew. But they loved him because you knew what you were going to get. A couple yeah. of the challenges yesterday in the first half, where he's going sliding in on his bum, and they were clean. Um, and that's and that's and that's and that's commitment. And yep. um, I saw a lot of leadership from him yesterday. I could, you know, there was, and I don't care what people say. When you play the game, and it doesn't matter what game you play, a team sport, right? You have to have a trust level with the players on the field with you. And when you don't trust that player, things get really, really nervous. And um, it's case in point. Look what happened with Spurs the other night when uh, Hugo Lloris went off on Son at halftime. Yeah, right. People say, "Oh, you know, these things happen. These things do happen." And if you feel that somebody's not—I mean, you saw the Roy Keane thing about I'd, I'd have punched, you know, uh, I'd have, I'd have punched. Um, I've forgotten his name now. De Gea, right? Uh, in the changing room, that's real. That's team sports. If you think people aren't pulling their weight, you're, you're, you're you know, you're taking sure. it out. Um. So, Kenny not being there, didn't, you know, and Arthur stepped up to leadership. Wise and and you know they they it was a lot of fun to watch them play. I, I thought they were super the three super super job. They and again I'm not doing the taking away from Forest because I do think they're a good side. Okay, um, but um, the three of those three ran the show yesterday. Okay, all right, my friend. Let's now get to the turning point in the match. Okay, you could save the goal if you like at the end of the first half in stoppage time, but. For you, what was the turning point of the match for Fulham to get control of this match? Was it as simple as saying, you know what, it's Harry Archer, that goal, mm. or is there another point? I think it was the the Archer goal because it was meandering towards half time, and um, it was sort of drip dropping, and and it was actually, if you look at the goal again, um, you know, Hector is. Um, you know, he's got this penchant of playing these long diagonal balls. And, and yeah. you know, a bit like an Alfie Mawson. Three, four years ago, Martin Mawson was good at. And this one, it was a, it was a, beautiful, it was a beautiful ball from, to Cabana. And let's give Cabana credit here. First touch is good. He lays it off. But it's sort of like a, a rebound thing. And he falls on the floor. But, but where Arton deserves a lot of credit is he didn't give up. He got it. He, he got he up. Didn't, he didn't give up. He got up. He turned. And he just, mindful of time. And he's rifled it. Yep. Keeper, I thought, reacted a tad late. I, I, a tad late. But say, having said that, it's gone in like a bullet, and it's a super goal. And the timing is everything. You saw his reaction, right. obviously. No physical distancing when it came to the celebrations, that's for sure. And um, you could see, um, I was watching when the halftime whistle went, and I saw, you could see the expressions by language, Matty Cash, uh, Warrell, Watson... Grabbing, I mean, they, you could tell they were, oh, oh what a time it was a conceded goal. You really want to take it to half time and take it and make adjustments. And the second right. half, we looked like we were buoyed. And um, then the coach decided, you know, make some substitutions. Amiobi was a surprise when he bought him off, even though he hadn't seen a lot of the ball. Right. And I think when Amiobi went off, I think they gave it up. I, I just, I thought, well, as long as he's on there, lanky that he is, he's unpredictable. And yep. he can produce out of nothing. 
it looked then that they'd sort of given up the ghost and they huffed and they puffed. But um, the timing of the goal was, was critical. Sure. And I totally agree with that. And I'm glad that you talked about the emotion because we've talked about we want to see some more of that. Well, you saw that from Harry Archer, whether you're concerned about him being a hothead, which I am, I'll be the first to admit it. But I also have to give the guy credit for being able to score these goals. But also, as you said, Giannis, it's also about the effort to be on the ground, get up, and just let it fly. Yep. Not everyone can do that. And then when you score to show that kind of emotion, again, that can lift the team. And then you talked about Nottingham Forest players. They probably all look dejected, and the match changes. It's momentum, yep. perfect timing for Fulham. And then it sets up the second half. But let's get into it. Okay, moving on, we're going to be talking about the first half review from Giannis, and then the second half we'll finish up this show talking about the full man of the match and get our predictions for the match against Cardiff City, which I know Giannis and I are both looking forward to. All right, Giannis, let's talk about the first half. We Obviously, we're just talking about the goal. But just give me your analysis of what you watched in the first half. I thought functionally we were very well organised. Um, they put a little bit of pressure on us early. We gave away, we, we gave away some corners. Um, but you saw signs early on that defensively we were in decent shape. Joe Bryan, um, I thought think deserves a lot of credit. I thought he, he had a, I thought he had a very good game uh, last night, um, as I think did Adoy. Tim Ream. Um, got lucky um, with very lucky chest, yeah. And uh, was there were a couple of moments that really worried me. And, and Graben, uh, looking back at that, really probably will think he should have done better with that. He scores from that, and eight times out yep. of ten, I'd say he would score that. Um, but as the as the half grew on, I thought we started to take control of the midfield. We started building up nicely from the back. Um, I thought the, the triumvirate in the middle were, were controlling the park. Reed was making really good runs off the ball. Cabano was working hard at his end, um, and it you could you could see we were beginning to wear them down. That when Lolly got injured, I mean he got his knock early. You're thinking, well, okay, that's really their. He's I think their best player. And, and I totally agree. The, yeah, I mean he grabs and scores the goals, but Lolly's a, is, is a provider that maybe I think is probably good enough to play at the Premier League. Premier League level, and they just seemed to miss a beat, and they seemed to lose a little bit of heart, and I thought we were in really decent shape uh, in the last 10 minutes of the half. I didn't see the goal coming. I don't think anyone did, but um, I thought it capped off a very good half where the style of play was quicker, and I would point that through to the exclusion of Tom Kearney. I, I just I just think with Tom Kearney, okay. it's... it's I said it in terms of his speed, uh, of thought and passing, and you know, and everything else. And uh, the three we had in the mid midfield, I thought, ran them down. And uh, we were in the ascendancy when we scored the goal. It was unexpected when it came, but uh, I think we deserved to go in the half a goal up. Okay, excellent. And I'm glad that you talked about what happened to say Nottingham Forest with the situation with Joe Lally, because that we can also talk about with Fulham, Giannis. What happens when? We have the situation with Mitro. You're missing him. You're missing Kearney. And other players have to step up. Well, let's just say Fulham's players have stepped up. And 
you talked about momentum and the dejection of Nottingham Forest. Again, nothing against them. I, th- I think they're a good side, and I think there's a chance Fulham are going to be playing against them. Mm-hmm. And I know what you're saying that, you know, don't think that it's going to be an easy opponent if Fulham play them. I, I don't think that way. But I also think it's an opponent that Fulham can beat. And they've already proved that. It goes both ways. But I do like to see how Fulham have figured out a little bit how to play against this team, Giannis. And I think you saw that in the first half and then going into the second half. And, again, this goes back to the players, but also Parker. You know, and, again, I yep. not my choice. I'll say this until I'm blue in the face. But I have to look at the three victories. I have to give the guy his due along with the players. I have to say he's doing something right because they are figuring stuff out. Yes, it's not the most attractive football in the world. But as Emilio said on a prior show, it's about getting the points, Giannis. It's the business end of the season. And Fulmer doing that. And I think the players in Parker deserve some credit. And I think we saw some of that in the first half. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned Scotty. Um, I've, you know, I've been his, one of his very biggest defenders. And, I don't, and, I was, and the fact the lad turns 40 in August. I mean, he's a young manager. Yep. And um, if you looked at the pre-game interview um, against Birmingham City, yes, it was it Birmingham City, the first win? Uh, no, it was against um, the Ha-Ha's. Yes. The, the body language. And I said, I turned around and said, look, I hope he's got a critical friend. It's a very lonely job as a manager. Yeah, I remember. No, yeah, no one will have slept less than him on that bus ride home from Ellen Road. And he did take it very much close to heart. And that's for those fans out there that think the managers don't care. They do. Don't forget, he's a former player as one. Yep. Former, great professional, England international. And um, he's obviously done something there. And I think he's going to start, he will get to learn now that, you know, when you win, you're never as good as you think you are. When you lose, you're never as poor as you think you are. And you've got to be even killed. So he'll have learned. I'm sure somebody picked up a phone and said, you look, you know, you look down the dumps before the ha-ha game. Yep. Stay even killed. Stay the same way whether you win 10-0 or you lose 10 nothing, And I thought that uh, the lineup yesterday, he got it right. Um, and I think it's a very interesting situation where we can start looking into the crystal ball. If we don't get promoted this year, you are looking at life without Mitro. Right. Do we survive life without Mitro? And I would say yes, because um, if we sell him, we'll get good money for him there are good strikers that can come in and do a job for sure. Um, I don't know about the situation with Kenny, but um, we've shown without our supposed best player, we can win games. Right. And I think that's important. And I think that's very important. And I think Fulham fans should start. They may not want to think that way. They should start looking at life beyond Mitro because players move on and he'll want to move on wherever that's going to be. And uh, we can get some, you know, we can get some money for him. And um, I think it's, um, it's, 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 it is interesting because just in terms of, um, not, you know, that crystal ball piece, uh, it's funny how often teams get hooked on key players and get really scared when there's an injury and you go, oh, what are you going to do back with him? Right. He's still only one out of 11. I mean, it's, it's not. I mean, it's not like he's a messy where you take Messi out of a lineup, and you really you do have a problem because he's that good. 
And Mitro is not obviously of that class. And there are players around him that have stepped up to the plate. And that's why Jacob Dover Reed, going back to him, yep. it would be tough if he lost his spot. And if he does have a chance to get the spot, pull Caballero out and stick him on the left. Because I think that whether he's scoring goals or not, I still think he should be in the lineup because he's working hard enough to, to keep his spot. And it's not like he was given, I mean, he had that one chance on that 30 yep. yards out, which was a superb run. Yep. And he, and he caught, he caught um, keeper just slightly off his line. Um, so, and he doesn't stop running. So um, I'd take him any day of the week than a Caballero, but I'm sure I'm going to get some, <laughs> some mud bombs thrown at me for that one. Okay. Well, what's interesting what you shared, Giannis, and there's some good, real good stuff there, is that it goes back to I really like players that give you a, a really fantastic work rate, that they just work their socks off. That's why I think I love Harrison Reed so much because you know what you're going to get with Harrison Reed. And um, I'm glad that we're talking about some of these players. And I love Mitro, but I remember hearing this time over and over again on social media, and I'm sure people can back me up on this. What are Fulham going to do without Mitro? He's scoring all the goals. They're still scoring goals, Giannis. What's interesting about it, like I said, I'm sorry, this has been a blessing in disguise because other players are stepping up and scoring goals. Are they bits of fortune? You could look at it that way. But some of these are just pure moments of magic, like you said, with, with Harry Archer. you got Cyrus Christie. They're scoring these great goals but what's great about it is that they're they're taking more chances and not relying they can't rely on Mitro he's not there so they have to rely on themselves and I think players are stepping up and I think that's what you're seeing I think that's a good thing for these matches coming up is that it has to give them all confidence that they can win without Mitro and now you add him to the mix fine let's now see what we can do with Mitro and be a better team with him that's the way I'm looking at it all right my friend let's move to the second half so, Fulham are up 1-0, Giannis, and uh, going into the second half. So, just give me your review of the second half just as a whole. I'm glad that you talked about We can talk about this at the end when, when you get there. But the block by Anthony Narcard still stands up for me as a key moment. It's late in the match. It shows effort. And if he doesn't do that, it could be a draw. So your thoughts on the second half, and then we can finish up by talking about at the very end with Narkar. Well, it was a, it was a chess match. A chess match. Um, the first thing I noticed, obviously, Lolly had been substituted, and, and I I was relieved. I thought, oh, yep, <laughs> glad we're rid of him. Um, but then Amiobi got substituted. Amiobi was very very quiet in the game. He was getting frustrated, but he wasn't getting a lot of service, and that was because our three in the midfield will just seem to be controlling everything. And Graben, you know, was just getting, was, you know, he was, um, he was feeding off scraps. And um, I thought we looked very much, in, we, we looked very much in control. I didn't, um, um, I thought uh, back four as a unit were playing very well. I thought Hector had a good game, looked a lot more confident. And that might be, again, that could, Ream was, wasn't bad yesterday. Is that to do with who was in the midfield? Possibly. Harrison Reed. I mean, he inspires confidence anyway. And, um, you know, I, I didn't really think until the last 10-odd minutes, I mean, it was the, they made a multitude of substitutions. Harry Arter had to go off. The substitutions for us, I thought, all worked well. I thought Okay, Stephanie again, Hansen, it's yeah. important to talk about. Yeah. I thought Stefan Johansson did a very good, quiet job 
leadership when he came on. Um, I thought that um, uh, Maxime, Maxime Le Marchand, again, he came on as an extra. Um, thought he played well. Um, the one thing, though, that I'm going to be critical, I'm going to have a go at Scotty here. And I was really ticked off when I was watching it. And I was, in fact, yelling at the screen going, what are you doing? It was just before the 90-minute mark. And the camera focused on Scotty. And Scotty made a motion, get the ball in the corner. Right. And I'm yelling at the screen going, wait a minute. We're now knowing that post-pandemic with the water breaks, there's five or six minutes minimum of injury time. Right. So I'm screaming with screaming, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? If it's the last couple of minutes, you can play in the corner. And I think in many ways it devalues the work of the team for the 90 minutes before then. It's not right. like they're given them many clear-cut chances. They haven't. No, that's an interesting so, way to look at it, Yanis. Yeah. Now, interestingly, I read up this morning that Fulham actually have more one nothing, or no, they've got more one-goal wins than any other team in any <laughs> of the top two tier divisions in Europe. And I think that's crazy. Level, 15, yeah. And I understand that and in the 24 games that we've taken the lead with 21 wins and three draws, although one of them, very significant, was the West Brom game. Yeah. But having said that, I didn't think they were going to score. Why are you playing the ball in the corner? And yeah, it worked. But to me, I, you know, and I'm rarely critical of Scotty, but I thought, oh, come on, what are you doing? The last um, nine, minute, 90 seconds, you're killing the goal. Yeah, six, six and a half, seven I minutes. I know, that's a long ago. time. That's, that's, that's risky business. And then they're going to be fans are going to go, we'll serve you right. And then he did the, He made the same signal again about two and a half minutes into to, to injury time. That being said, I really didn't think they were, um, they were going to score, except it, there was one corner that came over, I believe, and Rodak decided to have the dropsies. Yeah. Uh, that was first half. That, that, that made me a little bit nervous. Um, and I know it was raining like hell. And uh, so he didn't have much to do. Um, but even so, that worried me because a, a good striker would have been Johnny on the spot and tapped yep. down from a couple of yards. But I really didn't think that we were going to score. Um, okay. I thought we were settled and solid and um, uh, I thought we fully deserved the win. And, and their manager said as, as much, really, that uh, you know, we worked hard enough to get the win and the goal was unfortunate when it came. They think it was a handball. I've still not seen the angle that would suggest it was a handball. I don't see that. No, um, but he's taken the chance well, and then we've got the point. And I, know, I did. I thought we would. And you and I came to the, we came to the same decision about the win. Yeah, we predicted the win, and then I was going back to the Derby <laughs> game. That the Derby game is. I mean, you talked to any Derby, Andy Buckley Taylor. Yeah. Can't you can't lose to you can't lose to Forest, and vice versa. But sometimes you have to be careful what you wish for. Um, Cardiff City fans were going cock-a-hoop Saturday night. We beat Bristol City, battle of the seven. Lee Johnson gets fired. Boom, boom, boom. Look at us. And then last night, they lay an egg against Blackburn Rovers, who are without their best player, Bradley Dax. And now, yeah. Swansea win today. And I don't care what any Cardiff fan says. Nothing would be worse than oh. missing the playoffs. And oh. Swansea making it. <laughs> So be careful what you wish for. Right, exactly. They went from this to this, and Blackburn actually still have an outside chance of making the playoffs. And yeah. Tony Mowbray's done a very good, quiet job. Oh, he has. He has. Yes. They're and Dak's to a good player. Play I mean, oh, he is. Yeah, he is. Yeah. But yeah. getting, oh, getting back to what you're talking about, Yanis, when you're talking about 
finishing off matches. And I'm glad that you talked about, you know, the way that Fulham have been doing it. And uh, there's a time and place to do it, like you said, six minutes, that's that's a long period of time. But yeah. I, I want to focus again. We've already talked about this. But, again, I, I just think this epitomizes what we've been seeing from Fulham. Can it be boring? Can it be ugly? Yes. Have I been critical of Anthony Nockhart? Yes, but I just have to end by saying this, that to get a victory, to get the three points, sometimes you need those moments that it might not look pretty, but when you look back, it's, man, if they don't have that moment, they don't get all three points, and that's what Nockhart did just by blocking that. And I just don't think we talk about situations like this enough. When a player does that, whether you're critical of him and I've been critical of him, I have to guy give the guy his due because he's part of this victory. You know, um, the measure and the magnitude of that block was the reaction of the playoffs players after the block. Because right, exactly. Tapped him on the back saying, exactly. good, good job. Scotty Parker will have been ecstatic by seeing that. He would have been delighted. That to him is worth getting a hat trick just because it, it's all about the timing. And he put his body on the line, and it, was, it would have been the last kick of the game. Yep. So the, the two points may not mean something in the long run, but it will in terms of the, in terms of the table, the short term. But in the long term, it might mean it's a mentality. It's a mentality. It, and we're going to have bigger – there will be bigger games coming up. And again, going back to that Wickham-Fleetwood game last night, Wickham in an incredible tie. Wickham in the first leg went 3 nothing up in five, the first five minutes away to Fleetwood. Unbelievable. And, and the Fleetwood manager, is, you, most fans know, is Joey Barton. So he was having an absolute cow on the sidelines. <laughs> um, but um, – what impressed me yesterday, even though they, they didn't make it through, is the, the fight that they showed collectively right. 1 to 11. And if you look back on the number of chances that they should have turned the tie around, they really should have done. And in big games as coming up, what Knockhart did shows what he is capable of and everybody has to do. Now, is Kenny going to do that? Okay? People can say I'm bashing on him, but well, in we, big, we big games, honestly, we need we, him to do that. We need him to do that. And Yanis, I'm glad that you brought this up because. We've been talking about this. Can Fulham win in the playoffs playing the style that they're playing? Playing this gritty, grinded out style. Can they do this? Yes, they can. Yes, they can. Because they're showing this fight, this mentality, and also that they're all in this together. They're all fighting for each other, and they're finding ways to win. I keep going back to this. And this transcends all sports. Finding ways to win. A team that is difficult to beat scares me. Fulham are turning into one of those teams. Now, again, I wish they were playing Slavisa football. That's just my personal preference. But I also have to look at what they're doing lately. And I can't just ignore and say, you know what? I have my issues with Scott Parker. It's not good enough in the playoffs. I disagree. This is good enough. And I think Knockhart, that situation, you can build on that. And I think that is something that you can point at and say, you know what? They can win the playoffs because they got players committing to winning the matches. And that, that includes Anthony Narcard giving you everything to s- seal off a victory. So I say yep. yes. All right. All right. Yep. I, I want to go back. I want to share this comment because you already talked about Hector. 
Here's our friend in Scotland, Billy Cassidy. Hector was better last night, more like his old self. What are your thoughts about that? You, you already talked about Hector a little bit. Hey, Billy, agreed. Um, yeah, he did look more like he was. He was. Uh, he was smiling a lot more. There was. A, <laughs> there were a couple of cheeky. He's a bit of a cheeky chappy chance of that one. Um, there was. He, he went down. He got challenged. I don't know who it was. It may have been Worrell, and he, he did this extravagant looking dive, and then he had a laugh about it and. Um, he was, yeah, he was getting into. There was a little bit with Amiobi as well in the first half, where things got a little bit heated. But he, he, yeah, there was some, some grit there, some leadership. You could see a lot. Uh, he was talking a, a lot to the midfielders, which is great. And I um, know that's leadership. And and by the way, you know, going back to the you know club captaincy, team captaincy thing. Yeah. Captains captaincy is a special, you know, special position. Obviously, you want your captain to be a leader. You know, um, Hector's a leader. Harrison Reed is a leader. Mitro of Sorts is a leader. Arta of Sorts is a leader. Leaders. Kearney, well, you can't live off the glories of the playoff goal two years ago because your teammate who passed you the ball isn't here for a start, but that's another story for another day. And as a captain, you lead by example. And um, without him in the lineup yesterday, we played very well. So, yep. I think Scott, he's got some thinking to do. Uh, we don't know the extent of the injury, by the way. Uh, right. Kenny. He may not even be playing. Shocker Friday. that we don't know. Shocker. Of course not. No. <laughs> no. But, I mean, if he's not playing, I'm not going to lose sleep because okay. I think we've got enough to beat Cardiff. Okay. All right. Excellent, Giannis. So, Fulham see the match out, and uh, it's a huge three points. Again, we can look at the results that have happened today and, and be disappointed, of course. But... Foam can only do what foam can do, so I think that we still should be looking at this and be happy of uh, this result. And also, I'm just going to say it, happy with not the style of play, but finding a way to win, I think is important. All right, my friend, Big time. let's get to it. Foam man of the match. Who's your man of the match? Oh, this is oh, brutal. I've been wrestling with this one. And if you're watching live, feel free to share your oh, man of the match. I... I mean, there were so many. That I, thought, I mean, I, I've not seen it on the social media forum about Adoy. I thought Adoy had a super game, very, very, again, very, very quietly. Um, I thought uh, Hector played well. Um, I thought Onoma played very well. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it to Arta, but 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 I, th- I mean, if I could give it joint, I'd say Arta and, and Reed, I, because I thought okay. Reed again was stupendous. But Arthur's goal deserves a lot of recognition. So I think I'm going to give it joint. Arthur's goal was a worldie, but that's I, – I, it, he, I thought, had an outstanding first half and, and really worked his socks off. And Reed was always in control. So I'm going to give it joint. And if these three buggers are going to play like this for the rest of the season and Scott keeps them together, then we can beat anyone. I, I really, Because the midfield is the heart and soul of your team. And I think that if Mitro does start tomorrow – and I'm saying he doesn't, but that's my, for my reasons. But if he okay. does, I think he will directly benefit from it because he will get the ball quicker to his feet, which is where he wants it. And I think it'll be interesting. This is quite the conundrum. Play. We're talking about life without Tom Kearney. This is very interesting that we're going there. But we've already been talking about this, Giannis. Mm-hmm. And yeah. when you watch it, when you see how they play without him, and I think Tom Kearney is a very good player. I think he has an important role. But – Right now, you have to think what's best for Fulham. Is it best for Fulham to not have Tom Kearney start? It's an interesting question. We've already been talking about it, so I'm curious what others think. 
if you want to comment on Tom Kearney the rest of the season, feel free to. I'm curious what everyone thinks about that. But Giannis, so so you split it, right? I'm going to split. It. I, I I can't I can't choose because okay. I thought they okay. were both. I mean it, I mean Arthur had to come off because of injury. Yep. But his goal was a worldie. But they were both superb. So I'm going to give it joint. I know it's chickening out. I just can't pick. That's okay. That's okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna share some some thoughts on that. Let's go right here. Bradford Guth. Hector was man of the match candidate for yeah. me. Yeah. Okay. Here's from David Perry. Reed. Our friend Steve Reynolds in Spain. A doy by a mile. I thought you would like yeah, that. It was very, yeah. It was, well, I like to say a doy. A doy. As uh, <laughs> it's funny because that's how uh, Craig Coben says it. It's like he's always come Dennis a doy. Okay, a I like that. Yeah. All right, Christian Buckman, Reed. And Adoy. Yeah, no okay, very interesting. There. Yeah. There's some interesting comments from the foam supporters here. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. I'm going to share this one. This is also someone watching us live on Periscope. Let's see. I'm sorry. I'm just going to pull this up right now. As, of course, Russ is doing a gold minute, trying to be able to figure it out. Here we go. Brian Lake 12 got to be a Noma for me. Yeah, Noma was excellent as well, yeah. Okay, okay. we are naming a lot of different players. Yeah. All agree. I all agree with all of them. There was one caption that came up there. I think somebody put up there if we had the same three against, would we beat Brentford in midfield? Yeah. And I'm going to share. I'm going to share that question. right now. Here we go. Christian, yeah, yes is the answer to that. Yes. Okay. Yes is the yes is the answer. You I, really I think so? Yeah, I do. I do. I don't. I don't think we played badly against Brentford. Um, remember, we got burnt late. It was about 87 minutes in, but the big yeah. difference for me, and they created chances in the second half, but the big difference for me was when we lost Reed 80 minutes in. It, 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 we didn't recover. I remember and, that. You're yeah. 100% right. But is he going to be tempted? Would Scotty be tempted? But remember, if we play Brentford, it's a one-gamer, not a two-gamer. See, this is um, the whole thing with Brentford. Yeah. Everyone's scared about Brentford, and I understand that because of – how they look and how that they've beaten us twice. I will say this, Giannis, and if it's just a one match, one off, it's very difficult to beat a team three times. It's very difficult to beat a team twice. So I'm going to say this. I think it's going to be, but we're not hard on Brentford to do it three times in a row. Now I could be wrong. Oh, someone's this, made uh, and we've got an a, appearance. A guest, a guest appearance. This is Luna. And as you can see, <laughs> Luna is a black and white cat. Isn't that right, Loons? Okay, and uh, she's going to make the prediction for the Friday night game. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, so she's predicted, thank you, Loons, I'm going to put you down. Luna okay. has predicted a one-win, one-nothing win on Friday night against Cardiff. Okay, we've already gone there. Okay, okay. let's go to, let's uh, transition, let's talk about Cardiff City, okay? Yeah, oh, dear. Uh, I know you want to talk about it, so let's let's talk about this, and Again, this is one of the sides that is a team that I just don't like, but I think it has to do a lot, believe it or not, recently with Neil Warnock, but he's not there anymore. So, But still, I'm not a big fan of Cardiff City. I never have been. So your prediction, Giannis, it's 1-0 again? Yeah, I, I think I think we're going to beat them. Um, it's a, <laughs> I just keep going 1-0. 1-0, one, no, one, nothing. I think it's going to – but it is, a, as I said earlier, it's a massive game for Cardiff because of the loss to Blackburn Rovers, which – I think it was completely unexpected. I think they yep. came off such a high beating Bristol City. They thought, okay, we're, we're good. 
and then they've gone from you know euphoria to totally in the dumps because now they're thinking oh crap we've got to go on the m4 and play those buggers and swansea's sitting getting a really good win today and now they've got a point their point behind uh is a real pro it re cardiff have to come to us to get a result the, a draw i don't think it's going to do them a lot of good they need to get a win and i think that plays into our hands um I was a surprise, actually, that they lost to Blackburn, as anyone. But it sounds like Blackburn yeah. played really, really well, especially second half. And um, I, we've said, I mean, you, myself, Emilio, Max, we've all talked about the twists and turns of for the rest of the season. Right. And um, there are more. There are more to come at the top and the bottom. That six seven eight Derby Derby will be devastated that they lost to West Brom because oh. that was a you know that's a, that was um, their opportunity. That was yeah that was and I think I don't I think they're out of it now. Um, and credit to West Brom and Leeds because the fodder have been on a run of heaven. You know we've pu we're putting in uh, together a good run. Forest actually were on a good run until last night, um, and so it's become really really competitive. But the Cardiff, I mean, they they well, they will be very nervous about playing us Friday night, and they know they got to do something. And frankly, you know, we still have to play West Brom Tuesday night. Who knows? I mean, it just takes one result. You think about it now. We are five right. points behind Leeds. What happens if Leeds lose tomorrow to Stoke or drop a point? Now you've got the fodder licking their lips, and we're just behind, and we have to go up to the Hawthorne. So it's... It's the way it should, the end of the season should be. Without the fans, yeah, I, I know it's tough, but yeah, it's exciting stuff. It is. So, it is. Who knows? Okay. I'm going to end with uh, some predictions before I give mine, and I'm going to give this one to you, and I'm going to call it – let's see uh, if I can pull this up here. Let's see if we can get this prediction. This is from our co-host, Steve Whittier, who tends to be a little bit on the negative side. I love you, Steve, but you tend to be a little negative. But you're going for three-to-one victory. I don't know what Steve's drinking tonight because this is very unusual for him, but he's cool. going for three to one. So I'll take that, Steve. Yeah, I'll take okay, that. Okay, let's <laughs> – yeah. all right, let's, let's, let's see what else we have. We have a couple more here as I – so I want to see if I can share some more predictions. Uh, here's from our friend in, in Scotland. Let's share that. Another nervy night in store. Three to two win for Fulham. I don't know about that. Ooh, I don't want Cardiff scoring on us as it is. I was going to disagree with Steve. Three one win. Three one. No, not scoring. Oh, okay. But Steve, off, is, Steve has now changed it a little bit. He said, "Who said victory?" He said three to one. Oh, so. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Who's going to score the goal? Toilet. <laughs> That's typical oh, Steve Ledger. Steve, I know you're watching. That's typical you. Okay, that's typical you. Oh, dear. I love oh, dear, it. Dear, dear, dear. I love it. Oh. Okay, all right. We're going to end with my prediction. So here we go. I'm going to give you my prediction, Giannis. And it's funny because I actually heard from, and I th think he won't mind me mentioning this. This is from um, Danny Boyd from Fulham Focus, actually. One of my prediction for the last match. And uh, I messaged him, 1-0. And he messaged me this morning. He's like, you got it right. I said, well, it's Fulham. You know, I can't predict anything beyond that. I, I used to predict 3-1, to but that, that works with uh, a Savisa team. This is a Parker team. Giannis, mm -hmm. I'm going 1-0, and I'm going to say it one more time until he scores. 
They're going to win the match with a goal from Anthony Knockhart. I could be waiting a long time, but I'm going to be saying that he's going to be the goal scorer. He has to score at some point. Or if it's not going to be him, let it be Bobby Decadovery. That would be nice. I'd like, I'd like to see Decadova get, get – I'd like him to get a 99th winning minute goal yep. so that Cardiff fall, they're going to get a point, and then we just burn them and just just have some fun and watch them going towards the tunnel. Yep. Because uh, uh, I'd, li- I'd rather see if anyone's going to do uh, – I'm sharing a couple um, more predictions here. 2-1 yeah, the Fulham, so Mary. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know why – no, no, but we're not conceding to Cardiff. We're not – they're not – Here's no another point. one from Brian Wright, Brian, 12. No. We're going to win, yeah. <laughs> because you know what? It's a habit. Three, three. You know, it's a habit. You're not conceding goals. It becomes, yeah. it's habitual, and then you become more protective of it as well. It really, yeah. I mean, so it, this is a this is what a uh, two hundred and if you include injury time, it's about two hundred and eighty minutes since we've conceded a goal. Yeah. So. But, but thank I, you, everyone, for your predictions. By the way, we really appreciate that we can share them with everyone as 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 we do this show up. Look at this one from Bradford. Good. He actually yeah. lives in my neck of the woods. A clean sheet, two nil. Like it. that. Just like, like the that. hotels like it. Yep, clean sheet. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, but I have to share this from our our friend Steve because gotta love Steve. Of course, he has to say this. Uh, Six nothing. <laughs> Yeah, um, can't, and, oh my good God. Um, that's, that's typical Steve. That's maybe, typical Steve. maybe maybe, if the ref is from Murphy Tidville. <laughs> but we're not conceding oh. six to Cardiff. If we concede six to Cardiff, yeah. I'm going to eat New Zealand. <laughs> okay. It's not going to happen. No, we're not okay. going to concede. They're in the dump, but jokes aside, they will be really down in the dump. Yeah. And their mindset is going to be sort of twisted. They've got to get the win, but they will be still thinking about what happened against Blackburn Rovers. Um, it, it's going to be... Neil Harris has a really big job to, to lift yep. them for Friday's game. It's going to be... If they get keep going, yeah. I'm going to keep sharing some predictions here. Here's yeah. another one. 2-1 this from Fulham. Frank Kohn-Bugler. Oh, absolutely. You know what? 2-1 to, yeah. one to Fulham with Cardiff scoring their goal with five minutes to go. And then Parker brings up four defenders. Calm, you nailed it. You yeah, nailed just, it. Just, um, yeah, just... Maxime came on yesterday. <laughs> I mean, he, he he got he got a run around. No, well, um, what, I the mean, way no. he he yeah. ends these matches just gives me serious heartburn. Watching the ends of the, all these defenders coming on, but that's what that's what he does. What he does. But it's it seems to work. It seems to work. But we can joke about it because you know it's funny. But in all seriousness, it works. It just it's just not what I would do. But. I'm not the coach. He's the coach, and he is finding ways to get things done. Like Dana says, we as we wrap up the show, we, we continue to get some more predictions. This is great, and keep them coming, everyone, because we're still getting predictions. This is from Christian Buckman, 2-1 to one, Mitro, and Knockhart to score. See, he's with me, Knockhart to score. So I like oh, it. I, I like that. it. Okay. That. Let's see. Let's see. Okay. So – Giannis, this we, has been a great show. We've actually we've actually gone an hour. This has actually been fantastic, and uh, I'm glad that uh, we could do a show. I I had hoped to do a show after the match, but life gets in the way. I, I had to work, so so we couldn't do a show. But uh, I contacted you and I said, "Hey, can you do a show with me?" And uh, 
uh, I do like doing shows with you, my friend. You know, even just you and I, sometimes it, it's fun to do. I, I do like when, when it's me, you, and Max. But it's also fun to do it with you, and we can really get into it. But I, before we go, I just want to thank everyone for all their comments and watching us live on Facebook and also on Twitter via Periscope. We really appreciate it. And uh, as you can see on the scroll at the bottom, please do follow us on Twitter and also on Facebook. Give us a follow if you're not following us already. Please, please do. And uh, we'll be adding more elements to the show as I continue to use this tool called StreamYard. We're finding different ways to make this show better and better. And as you're seeing now, the latest, I'm, I'm putting a little ticker at the bottom. But, and we'll be adding to that as well. But, Giannis, before we go, final thoughts. Well, Max, just a reminder to all of the fans, Max, Max, Mad Max, and he's mad all the time, trust me. Uh, Mad Max has his own Twitter account uh, feed. I have mine. Yeah, Max P. Cohen. Yeah, Max P. Vivid Genetics, and you've got um, and you've got MJ. You got Mike Gregg's got his own and MJG nineteen sixty six. Teddy Danello, yes, yep. sure. Teddy Danello, the lovely stuff in the um, in the abuse um, when that comes. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's it's, um, it's been interesting, isn't it? Isn't it funny how you can go from the dregs of Leeds United. And considering that game, looking back at that, you know, we, we, we weren't really that bad. Uh, yeah. Three nothing was a bit tough on us, and then everybody's down in the dumps. But then, you know, you just win away. And now, all of a sudden, with the games coming thick and fast, it's actually sort of fun. It is fun. Because it's, yeah, it's, it's all happening. And Friday night, actually, tomorrow should be Scotty's press up. And yeah. I'm curious to see if he's going to give us any updates about um, Boo Boo and Kearney. I'm Can I make a prediction on that? No. Go for it. No. <laughs> the prediction yeah. is no. I would no. like him to, even if it's in general terms. While he is working his way back, just something in general, because it's funny. I, I was thinking about this. I was thinking about tweeting to the Fulham FC Twitter account. Could you just give us an update on the health of Abubakar Kamara? Just, yeah, please. Just, just let us know that he's okay. Yes. It would be nice to know. We don't know what's wrong with him. And I don't think that's crazy just to say, you know what? He's okay. He's coming back from whatever. You know, listen, it could be, hopefully it's not COVID-19, but if it is, it would be nice to know if he's on the road to recovery yeah. or if he's just dealing with an injury. It would be nice to know because I'm concerned about this player. I'm concerned about all of our players because, again, I understand why the club hasn't made it known about who tested positive. I, I get that. But when a player hasn't been available in a long time, Giannis, it would just be nice just, just to hear the club say, he's on the road to recovery. For Fulham fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. Never miss a match with live commentary, goal alerts, lineups, in-game stats, and TV and radio links for over 100 leagues globally. Download the free COY Whites app now from the App Store and Google Play. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.